Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hey, Jake. Yes, sir. Did you know it is our anniversary month? How long have we been married? (laughs) No, the show. Oh. Yes. Yeah, I did know The that, show's actually. anniversary. We are turning six years old, and to celebrate that- We're going to first grade. We're <laughs> close. We're giving a discount on our Patreon. If you join the year-long subscription to the Patreon, you can get 15% off during the month of May. You can find out everything about our Patreon at patreon.com slash thecritshow, but all tiers for the month of May are 15% off when you sign up for the annual membership. Is that as exciting as first grade? You know, now that I'm kind of remembering back to first grade, that's far better than first grade. The Crit Show contains elements of horror, fantasy violence, and adult language. Content warnings can be found in the episode description. I've been playing the new God of War, and... There is absolutely no part of, like, the description of that game that I'd be like, this makes me think of Megan. But there is a part of the game. Really? Not even the part where he talks to animals and stuff? Because that's very Megan. But, I mean, the gameplay itself. Like, that is not part of the gameplay. It's, you know, about just brutally murdering people and creatures (laughs) and things. Man, you must not know Megan very well at all. (laughs) But there is, and I've only played... The last two, I haven't played the previous one, so maybe this is not new, but it at least seems new from the one that I played before. The world is populated with, like, like you'll be walking down an alley and you have to, like, skinny to the side and slide down, and there'll just be a lizard on the wall, and, like, it'll watch you go by. Or, like, you'll be walking through the forest, and there's, like, you know, like, baby Groot, except made out of a mushroom. (gasps) And, like, it it just walks by and looks at you. And you can't even target these things. Like, so you, you don't have the option to hurt them. But the world is just populated with all of these cute little animals that every time I see them, I'm like, Megan would love this. <laughs> she, would, she would not like anything else about the game, but she would love this little <laughs> world of lizards on walls that watch you, you know, sneak through to grab a treasure chest and little mushroom men and bats with like kind of human faces that just kind of hover around campfires and look at you. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I got to get this game. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great game. Um, I don't, speaking of little animals that you're not sure like their purpose of in God of War, have you been in one of those caves and seen like a bunch of like, like brightly colored, it looks like little spiders on the wall. Um, yeah. Like, like little. Multicolored. Yeah. Depending on um, what zone you're in. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't know what the deal is with them, but I've, you know, th- the moment I see a spider, I'm like, this yeah. simply has to die. Uh, so I've just had Kratos like systematically every cave I'm in. I just like throw my axe at all of these spiders on the wall. And I keep thinking that like it will unlock something. Yeah. No, I think I'm doing it just to just to yeah. do it. <laughs> and the fact that they have the mechanic in where you can't target things, but spiders are like, no, 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 no Like these aren't that. attacking you, but 
man make hay. <laughs> I'll tell you though, I kind of appreciate a glowing spider because they're easier to spot. Yeah. Uh. Have you yet encountered a man playing a hurdy gurdy in that game? No. I don't think so. I saw some discussion. So Bear McCreary is the composer for that game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's the composer for a bunch of awesome stuff, but including Black Sails, the Black Sails theme song. Mm. Uh, and I saw someone say that when you encounter this one man playing a hurdy-gurdy, if you listen to it long enough, he plays the Black Sails theme song. Oh. But oh, I don't know cool. if that's true, and I didn't see the clip of him playing, so you'll have to let me know. Okay, yeah, I haven't yet finished it. I'm I'm at that stage where it's like, hey, if you go any further, you won't be able to do other stuff, so do other stuff if you want to. Yeah. So if I'm going to run into the hurdy-gurdy man, it'll be now. It also seems like it takes a while. So if you see the hurdy-gurdy man, be like, okay, what else do I want to do for like yeah. 10 to 15 minutes <laughs> while this goes in the background and then just keep an ear out? Also, I'm definitely writing a mystery called The Hurdy Gurdy Man <laughs> <laughs> as soon as possible. He just collects the skin of his enemies. Oh, and God. <laughs> now too much? Wrong instrument, I think, also. I think you just did it. Yeah. yeah. Hurdy Gurdy Hurdy Gurdy has a, has a kind of like crank that you turn. Yeah. Oh. It's that little like string organ thing. What's the um I'm I'm thinking of uh from not Perilous Tides, that's our show. Sea of Thieves. <laughs> sea of Thieves. What's the squeeze box one called? The concertina. That would be oh, a concertina. Oh, that's concertina. a that's yeah. a small accordion. Okay. I want a concertina for Christmas so badly. I want to buy myself one. They're so fucking expensive. Way more expensive than an accordion is, and I don't know why. I think a cursed concertina works better because it could be like the Book of the Dead and made from... Ooh, yeah, there we yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, TJ swore he was going to get and learn to play a concertina. Yeah. Oh, I should check in on yeah. on that. Let's let's smash cut to uh, our interview <laughs> with TJ. Where we find out he, how that's going. If he got one and he wants to just give it to me, like if he got one, then I'll do the other half of the bargain and I will learn to play it. Nice. Uh, well, it is the beginning of December, uh, so we want to take an opportunity to thank all of the new patrons who joined us in the month of November: Donald, Dennis, James M, Nathan, the Mighty JoJo's, Andrew Yarwood, Austin Smith, Flacco Alto. Simon Peter, The Brick Wall, and Alexandra Von Grice. It's a strong name. It is. It's very good. Uh, so thank you for joining us in the month of November, and thank you to all of our patrons who join us every month. If you would like information on our Patreon, you can head over to patreon.com slash thecritshow. One dollar gets you access to the most aggressively welcoming Discord on the internet. So welcoming that someone joined the other day. And their first thing was, oh, God, it didn't even warn me that I was joining, and now my notifications are filled. <laughs> so, yes, if you put your Discord name in when you sign up, oh, man, it's just going to log you right in. And uh, someone else, actually, a couple days later, was like, I need to do some research to see if everybody is actually this welcoming or if you have set up bots. <laughs> and I was like, nope, these are all real people. Oh, yeah. We don't know how to do that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I can't even make the birthday bot behave. <laughs> because it's been one person's birthday for years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Jake asked me about that yesterday. And he's like, why is their name purple? And he's like, oh, because of birthday. And I go, oh, yeah, it's always their birthday. Yeah, it's goes, always their birthday. He goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you not know that? I I don't rem I remember trying to fix Okay, no, I've tried to fix the Patreon bot. Yeah. And that we determined it was like Patreon even was like I yeah, don't know. They just haven't done that yet. And birthday bot I did fix at some point when they overhauled birthday bot, but I don't think I knew about this issue. <laughs> I don't think this has come to me yet. <laughs> um, also, speaking of the Patreon, if you love listening to the main show but don't love listening to advertisements, uh 
Joining at the $5 tier of our Patreon will get you access to an ad-free feed of The Crit Show. It's so true. And if you are someone out there who is donating at that tier or higher and you don't have access to that feed, send me a message. Odds are the email that it sends you went into your spam and was lost forever. But we can resend it to you. And if you love the main feed and want to hear all of the other dumb things that we've played... <laughs> <laughs> You can find those on Patreon, too. On the drive here, we were reminiscing about all of the different, like, Omniverse content and stuff that we have done and uh, recounting our favorite memories. Oh, man. There's a lot. They had to remind me that I was in a few. <laughs> <laughs> my, my memory, you guys, yeah. my memory is so bad. Yeah. It's just atrocious. What? Uh, well, now I'm curious. Like, what things came to your mind? Like, uh, I was talking about when we did Call of Cthulhu, and I said to Tass, I was like, I love when you and I just get to play, like, connected characters and then we can just bring up some like ridiculous situation like <laughs> that one we spent so much time talking about getting the camera angle right and like oh yeah character eating ham like yeah. <laughs> nothing to do with the actual mystery we were trying to solve but it was just like get 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 me in get me in frame am i in frame and it's just like i'm gonna eat more ham more of these <laughs> ham pieces <laughs> Well, yeah, if you want to join in uh, and hear Tass eat ham and... <laughs> well, that's its own special tier. But if you want to hear Tass narrate fictionally eating ham. You both put in your votes for the chamber that Megging Tass is in. And you see the arm come down with a needle protruding and injects into their shoulder. The reaction on this creature's face is instantaneous as all of the details of the face, all of the structure starts to melt away, a sluice opens up on the floor, and you see all of this goo run down in. Another set of arms come out from the ceiling and very quickly power wash this entire side, and then the floor slides back closed again. Tass, you hit the panel on the floor, and the room starts to rotate around, and as soon as it starts to move, the floor beneath you opens and you fall. But you are currently surrounded by black metal. There is a dim light glowing and a chair, a table. And on the table, it says, I'm not sure who you are or how you found your way here, but worry not, you won't be missed. It has a dash and a GN after it. I will activate the panel and then try to jump back out. Kim is able to leap out of the way as this little stub of a hallway rotates into everyone's view. And standing there is Tass. How did you... What? Tass, how long have you been in there? In this little cubby? Yeah. Yes. Since I just saw you, like a minute ago? Clone. Well, no, that doesn't That doesn't mean necessarily... I mean, who knows what happens when you go in that cubby? What? Clone, what are you wearing? What is happening? Clone! Tass, there are clones all over the place, and it's really hard for us to differentiate between who's actually a clone and who isn't. We had a clone you traveling with us for, like, this whole space station. And, yeah, so we're just feeling really on edge. Hey, buddy, can you give me a high five? I think I have the gun leveled at them. Wow, okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean the whole space station? What are you talking about? It's been 60 seconds since I've seen you. It's been hours, clone. It's been hours. We've been here for hours with a fake you. We don't know where the real you is. Not that you're not real. Like, you're clearly extant and standing in front of us, and I know that you remember things. But look, man, you're not the original formula. Okay, Dracula. 
I'm the weirdo here. Can, sorry, can you just, okay, just just step out, just step out of the room, okay? I don't think I'm going to step out of this room. I think I like this room. Okay, okay. Tensions are running really, really high. Um, so th- the high five thing, um, g- clones, if they are injured and touch another clone, they all start absorbing into each other and become like a big, horrible monster thing. Happened with a clone Tass and a clone Jake. Happened with a clone Carrington and a clone Megan. And then at some point, the clone Carrington and Megan absorbed another clone Jake. And then at some point, I got cut in half and then started making clones of that half of myself. Actually, I think your little mix up there, Ken, it was another Tass and uh, there was another Kim in the Megan and Carrington clone mass as well. Yeah, I know. It's been hard. Yeah, I'm Hey, hey, there is no reason that I should have been able to follow any of that. (laughs) But I think I did. And if I did, me touching you will only matter if we're all clones. Well, yeah. So that's what we've been trying to figure out. So if we all high five and no one absorbs anyone, then that either means that none of us are clones, the ideal situation, or that means one of us is, and I give meaningful eye contact to Taz. <laughs> meaningful side eye. <laughs> We're just trying to narrow down the possibilities. Like, yeah, it's not going to help us know anything for sure other than there's not two of the real of us out there somewhere. Okay, I'll give you this to your logic. If you were clones and you knew that this was real and that does happen and you want to high five anyway... You, you wouldn't. The clone, you wouldn't do that if you knew that that would happen, right? Yeah, that's that, that's okay. true. But so, most so of the clones haven't known that they're clones. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that is, okay. So I see where that's problematic f- for me yeah. from your point of uh-huh. view. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But from my point of view, I have whipped around and told about clones. Jake looks like Dracula. You all look like shit. And I think that my friends are probably right around the corner the other way. So do you understand why I don't want to step out of this? Yes. Okay, I will. Like, I will. I will touch Megan, and then I touch Jake. Nothing happens. See, we're not clones. But that's if what you're saying is true, and you're not just vampires or something trying to rip me out of here and murder me anyway. That's true. You have dealt with space vampires before. Vampire clones seems like a bit of a stretch here. Okay, well, I didn't we'd say vampire both... clones. I just said vampires. Well, but clearly we're us, so we'd have to also be clones. Dude, can you just give me a high five? I keep the gun leveled, but I do reach my free hand out. I will touch his hand. Nothing happens. Oh, oh my gosh. God. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, my God. No, okay. no hold oh. on. All that means is that we're not both clones. That's great news, actually. Oh, okay. Now each of us yeah. needs to also, yeah. okay. right? Yep. yep. I'll reach out my hand to Tass. I'll touch it. Nothing happens. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Ooh. And lastly, I will touch his hand. I don't think I touch him if he reaches his hands out. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? Wait a minute. All this is doing is you guys trying to be sure that I'm not a clone. I, I'm i on to you. No, we are confirming that none of us are clones. If I am a clone also, or only, we need to determine that. I reach out and touch. As the two of you touch Kim and Megan, you see surprise and then fear come over both of their faces as... Their bodies and clothing <gasps> and equipment are drawn into each no! other. No! Jake. <laughs> no. You are in the magical library, and the other three have just stepped into the circle and rotated away, leaving you here alone. Uh, there's a moment where it feels like the room moves 
And then there's this brief flash of pink light and your eyes get heavy and you close them for what seems like a moment. And then you open them again and you start to go over the info in the book again. But after a bit, you realize the group's been gone for a while. Losing <laughs> <God. laughs> my mind. How long we talking? You know, you were kind of into this book um, as you were looking through these things. It's It's got to have been at least like a half hour, 40 minutes. I think I'm going to go try and rotate this around to check on them and make sure nothing's going wrong. Yeah, all you have here is just the rounded wall because they took the room with them when they rotated it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I'll stay comfortable, I guess. <laughs> yeah, if I am stranded, um, can I try and figure out what felt weird? Like, you said that I saw some light and the room felt strange and, yeah. like, I want to look around and see if there is anything casting light in here or if anything seems askew as if there was like an impact and the room shifted. Yeah, why don't you roll survey the scene? Okay, 12. You get a hold too. What happened here? When you felt that shift in the room, you know, this room is not very big. It's not very tall or very wide. And the room shift felt really familiar because it felt like you were in an elevator arriving at the lobby. Um, I don't know if this will necessitate an additional hold or if this is something I can pick up, but I want to go over to, like, the curved wall. Are there, like, vertical scuffs? Like, does it look like something has tracked up or down along this wall? It does. You can see just very minor scuffs where the top of the hallway and the bottom of the hallway connected. Okay. Uh, then I think I want to go with how can I get out of here? Everything around you is very solid, but there are lights overhead, so you know that there must be wiring um, so it seems like to get out of here, you would need to go through the ceiling and theoretically come up through the floor of whatever is above you. And at this point, this me doesn't know about a Kim getting cut in half by moving rooms, correct? Correct. Then I'm going to go for it. Hell yeah. Jake in the vents. How? Like, what are you going to do? I'm going to climb up one of these bookshelves so that I can get access to the ceiling and try and like yank down a light fixture and get into the opening beyond it, see if I can make my way up into this middle space. I think this is going to be an act under fire to get through the ceiling and, and through whatever is above you um, and to come out above safely. Okay. Ooh, seven. So you're able to pull away at the ceiling as you balance yourself on top of this bookshelf and start to force your way through the wiring and the pipes and just a bunch of stuff that's running between this floor and what's above you. And you come to a pretty hard surface directly above you, but you're able to feel around and keep pushing until you find a piece that gives way. And as you force it open, it falls over to the side and you come out into this exact same room and you are standing in the corner of it looking at you. Kim and Megan, you have got one of these angry amalgamations in front of you and it is beginning to move in your direction. What are you both doing? Uh, I'm pulling out my bow gun and I am trying to shoot at it to force it backwards. Uh, so is the goal here to just get it to spin away? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, roll act under fire. <laughs> Eight. So yes, you are able to fire and knock it backwards. It stumbles into the little cubby, triggering the rotating mechanism. But this is the mass of both of them. And we know that this little cubby was not big enough for two people. <laughs> and so as this rotates, part of the torso and one of the hands and part of the head schluff off as it just oh, slides uh. against the wall. So yeah, I think that's your price to pay here is 
is part of it is left behind. It is in very bad shape, but it is still slowly trying to move towards you. <gasps> oh left my of God. It. No, I shoot it. Yeah, roll inflict harm. That's a nine. All right, so mark one stress. And how much damage does your gun do? Two. All right, and you take one point of harm. Um, it is not armor defeating, but this thing is on your foot trying to chew away at your foot and ankle. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, Megan! I take out my big wrench and I just swing at it. All right, roll inflict harm. That's a three. I'm trying to think of how I could help out in this moment, but I feel like I'm panicking. All right, Megan, so mark stress. Uh, you do not deal any damage, but you do take one. It is not armor defeating as the part of the creature that is chewing on Kim's leg reaches out and wraps its arm uh, around your ankle and starts to forcibly pull you in, basically getting a, a big mouthful, just both of your legs at the same time. Can I try to shoot at the monster that is chewing on our feet, but somehow not shoot our feet? Being able to do it without shooting yourself, I, well, I suppose it depends on the role. I can't, yeah, uh, I can't okay. make any promises. So is the primary goal here to inflict harm on it? Yeah, I want to kill it. Okay, yeah, roll inflict harm. Eight. All right, mark one stress. Take one harm. I am unstable and dying. With these final shots that you pump into the creature, it turns into a smoking goo on both of your legs. Oof, duh. I'm just like using my hands to like brush all this stuff off my legs and grab Kim's arm and try and get it around my shoulder. Can you walk at all? Uh, on this, on, yeah, on one leg. Fuck, fuck, fuck. What happened to Jake and Taz? I don't know, but we got to get back to the ship. We got to get back to the med bay. Okay. All right. And as you step into the room, it rotates. It rotates again. And on the second rotation, you come to the immunization chamber and you can see that the room is currently in lockdown. And there is half of the beast that you shot into the hallway, stumbling around inside of this sealed off room. Oh, man. Okay. You said there was like a voting thing on this. Can we get can we get it to take care of this? We can't. It's already locked in there. Oh shit! I didn't think about this being blocked off. Uh, how do we how do we get past this? Do we have to just wait until it ends its quarantine? I don't I don't know. Do we just go back? What do you mean wait until it ends its quarantine? Yeah, these walls like come in and like trap people, and then if we were in there at the same time, then this would actually be easy because then like you can just vote to inoculate someone else who's also trapped with you. And then the last time we did it to one of the clone huddles, they just kind of turned into soup. But I don't know what we do if it's just trapped in there by itself. Fuck. Okay. Um, Looking around, is there anything like in this hallway or anything I can access to get into the computer system in this room? Yeah. Why don't you rule survey the scene? Okay. Ten. Get a hold, too. Hell yeah. Well, what can help me? So you've been through a lot more of this facility now, and you have seen the way that the mechanisms here work, where the rooms slide, where the hallways connect. I think as you're looking at the ground, you can see a very fine line across the ground where it seems like you would be able to access the exterior electronics of this room right against the doorframe. Okay, great. Uh, is there something important here that I'm missing? I really think it's just knowledge, simply knowing that when you try to do whatever you're going to try to do with this room, it may take it out of commission, and it's been useful to you all so far. I think just knowing that that's a possible side effect. Okay, Kim, I'm going to set you down right here, okay? Okay. All right, um, I'm going to take my wrench and try and use it to pry up this panel and gain access to these controls. Okay, I think this is going to be use or repair an advanced item. 
Eight. All right, so what are your two issues? Man, I think I have to go with you break it after using it. That's what I went into this knowing would be very likely to happen. Okay. I think it's going to need something that's going to cost me. What do you got? I think if this works, I probably have to use a component from my, uh, fuck, what is it? My little iPod dog. Your mini sentry turret? Yes, thank you. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thing. I was going to you. Yeah, I was, I've been looking for an opportunity to set it up and use it. And I was going to do it uh, with, oh man, what is Tass and Jake's couple name? Their, hu- their huddle. <laughs> Jass. Yeah, it's got to be Jass, right? Or Jass. Take. Take sounds terrible. Yeah. Jasselhoff. <laughs> Jasselhoff. Jacob. Jasselhob. <laughs> there, there it is. That's good. Yeah, there that's it good. Is. Uh, yeah, I was looking for an opportunity to use it there, but I think that's the only like additional tech components I have on me right now that I might use to override this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so you are able to get inside of the workings of this machine and basically trigger it to inoculate everyone inside. Everyone inside just happens to be half of a monster. Again, Kim, you see this same image of this creature melts onto the ground. A sluice opens up on the floor. It runs through, and then the room is power washed. Oh. And then the immunization chamber is unlocked. But then all of the lights inside of it go dark, and you can tell that it is no longer functioning. Shit. Okay. Well, it's not going to work for us again like that, but we can get through now. Okay. Okay. Well... Maybe, maybe there's no more clones. Maybe we don't need it to work anymore. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, let's just assume that that's the case. Uh, let's get back to the ship. All right, the two of you head through the no longer functioning immunization chamber and head towards the hangar. Tass, it is taking time to worry at this trap door to get it unlocked so you can get through. Um, you have been working at it for quite a while, and it still feels like you have got some time to go. Jake. <laughs> Don't, don't forget that you are here anyway. Yeah. <laughs> You've just come up through the floor into an identical room, and you are standing in the corner of the room looking at you. And I think you both do Spider-Man meme, I because st- it's the <laughs> impulse for both of you. <laughs> I stay low with just like my nose and eyes above the grate and just hold a hand out and point. Uh, I don't know how to delineate between the two me's as I go into a conversation here. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe, maybe standing Jake and... Tunnel Jake? Me, yeah, Tunnel Jake. Tunnel Jake says, all right, what's the last thing you remember? Corner Jake says, I came into this room to wait for everybody and they haven't come back yet. And then Tunnel Jake says, fuck, that's the last thing I remember too. <laughs> <laughs> I think to kind of abstract this, there is like some conversation, some confusion, some reaching and understanding that there's basically no way to determine which one of us is what right now. And then we get to work trying to make this room like rotate from within, like trying to figure out or not trying to make it rotate, but trying to get ourselves out of here so we can get back to the squad and determine who's what. So like using all of the stuff between floors that you discovered. Yeah. I mean, just going splinter cell through this place. Um, so are you trying to use your tech knowledge to like activate the rotation or are you trying to kind of tunnel rat your way through into another locale. I am afraid to activate the rotation because I don't know where anybody else is. Yeah. And I don't want to screw anybody else's thing up. So I think that it is trying to tunnel rat. And I think there's just like one of us in front, one of us in the back. And 
just in case anything happens, like it only gets one of us, yeah. but that we are just single file, both trying to make our way through. In doing this, what is your ultimate goal? Is it to get the two of you to a new locale? Is it to not get separated? Is it like, what, what do you want to happen here? Like, what's your main drive? I mean, I think the main drive is figure out a way to like a different place in the facility that I will not be trapped. And, you know, obviously, ideally, it is both of us end up there, but neither of us can end up there if I don't figure out how to get there in the first place. So that's the main goal. All right. Act under fire. And um, we had Standing Jake and Tunnel Jake. Which one's in the front? Which one's in the back? Oh, no. Uh, Tunnel Jake's in the front. Okay. Six, but with the plus one ongoing from observing and getting into the floor, like... That is a seven. I okay. get up to the mixed success. Oh, boy. I thought you were going to say, but I want to assist myself. <laughs> <laughs> As you are making your way through the underside of this base, it's dark and there's a lot of twists and turns, um, but there is ample room because of all the cables and things running. But you're both trapped in the darkness for a couple of moments through all of these twists and turns. And then you each see a sliver of light where you're able to push against the ceiling and come out into a hallway. Jake, you come out of this hole and you're looking at the activation center where the rotation of the circles is toggled. And Jake, you are looking at a hallway where you can head down a bit and it comes to a four-way intersection. So let's go with the Jake inside of the activation chamber for the rotating circles. Okay. All right. I'm familiar with this. Yes. This is good. I turn around. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Where's the other one? <laughs> yeah. And when you look behind you, the room there you're familiar with, it's the interrogation chamber. I think I'm going to get in the interrogation chamber, like inside of the ring here, and start rotating around and looking in like the rooms as I go by or the hallways as I go by and seeing if I can get eyes on anybody from the team. You start to rotate the second circle and you pass by the magic lab. And then you come to a four-way stop, and you're back looking down the hallway. And that one of me is looking around like, I don't fucking know what any of this is. Where am I? And now I'm back in the same predicament. There's both me's, and yeah. I've got to do them both. And at this point, do we know which Jake is real? Like out of character? Yes, out of character, because he just said, you're going along, and then you get split up. And then he said, Jake, you find yourself here. And also, Jake, you find yourself here. I did do that, didn't I? I guess, I guess you don't know. So the me in the circle is going to call to the other me to come get in here. Get in, loser. We're going spinning. <laughs> <laughs> and rotate around again. And like we're just start clearing base together. Just start like looking around, trying to find the rest of the team. As the two of you start to step into the uh, interrogation chamber, from down this hallway behind you that is that four-way stop, you do hear a very slow beeping coming from in front of you and to the right. Hey, did you get a chance to peek in there? No, I just came up in this hallway and I didn't know where I was and then you showed back up. Okay, well, let's go figure out what that is in case it's like a bomb and I'll start walking down to peek that corner and see what that beeping is. All right, the two of you walk down the hallway and to your left is just kind of a bit of rounded wall. In front of you is a dark room that has a sign above it that says cloning chamber. But it is very badly damaged, the entirety of the room. And then in the room on your right, there's most of a computer. It's still powered on. And I think that you recognize this layout. You've seen this before, a computer that takes up this much space and has parts laid out in a very specific fashion. You're looking at most of Noel. And 
there is a message flashing on the screen. What does the message say? Receiving an interdimensional transmission. I'll punch in, like, patch it through. You type that in, and a wave pops up on the screen, and you hear a familiar voice. I'm getting strange readings coming from there. I'm not exactly sure what's going on. Initiate protocol 712. And as that is said in this room, you see a timer pop up in the corner of the monitor. Battery chamber unlocking. <gasps> 60 minutes. And it begins to count down. Huh. I guess that might be good. I mean, I don't know. We had a way to get in there, but whatever. We should probably still go find everybody else and decide what's going to happen before 60 minutes is up, right? Yeah, it's probably smart. And uh, we will head back to the circle and again, keep trying to clear fog of war here and find the rest of the squad. Kim and Megan, you have arrived at the ship and Carrington is looking at both of you through the little window. Wonder twins, wonder twins, wonder twins. She nods and opens the door. Oh, I carry Kim in and I set her down. What the hell happened to both of you? I just go over to Carrington and I grab her hand. Are you okay? Yeah, wonder twins. <laughs> I don't know what that means. That's our password. That's our password. Oh, good, good, good. Me and I guess clone Jake made that password, but that's the password. Wait, wait Jake was a clone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the clone knows the password? Is he? No, he's he's su he's super dead now. Yeah, he's gone. Oh. What have you been doing? Uh, reading. Good. So you haven't, like, interacted with anybody else? And uh, Yes. Uh, I interacted with Kim and Jake just a little bit ago in Wonder Twins. Megan, I love this ketchup, but I, re I really think that I'm dying. Right, right, right. So and I just, I look at Carrington and I'm like, okay, you just don't leave. Just stay here, okay? We're gonna, I have to go, I have to go. We have to go uh, patch ourselves up. Does anyone else know the password? No, no, just, just okay. us. I'm gonna lock this door again. Okay, yep, that sounds great. And then I go back over to Kim and I scoop her up and take her to the med bay. Do you want to just spend time here to heal her, or do you want to roll? No, I'm going to roll. I mean, in character, I'm supposed to be pretty good at this stuff, and we don't have a lot of time, and now both boys are missing, yeah. so we've got to get going. Yeah, we don't know where the boys are. Also, Kim is in bad shape, and I am in bad shape. All right, roll first aid. All right, so I rolled a six, but I have a two tech and a plus two. Uh, on top of that from the med bay. So that's a 10. All right. So Kim, you heal three and stabilize. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As soon as she's all right, I'm going to work on getting myself fixed up. All right. Roll first aid. And uh, you get a plus one since you're doing it on yourself. 14. All right. You heal three and you stabilize. Hands like a surgeon. <laughs> I'm just throwing leeches on you, <laughs> putting Hot Wheels band-aids. And I'm like, this is, this is great. We're going to be great. <sighs> okay. Okay. Okay, so where are the boys? When did we lose Jake? When have we been alone? Because we know that you and I are not clones because we both high-fived Jake and he absolutely was a clone. So I was a little worried, honestly, about when I was left alone working on the computer, if, if something happened to me and like, I'm not the real Megan, but I have to be the real Megan and you have to be the real Kim. So, I mean, other than us just initially splitting up like in that very first hallway, I think other than that, we've pretty much been together. Okay, so when did we leave Jake? Because you've been with Jake through all of this since then, right? The library. The library. We left him in the library while the three of us and Tass went to go look at all the computers and stuff. Yes, followed the blood and everything. Right, okay, so he must have got lost there. But we went back there and he was still there. So where did the real one go? I don't know. Okay, I guess let's start there. I mean, we came back here to find Tass. And I have to make a bomb. <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I was thinking maybe if I got back to my workshop, I could try and make something to be able to detect clones other than just 
getting two of them together, but I don't know if I have time for that. Should you stay here and work on stuff and I'll try to find the boys? That sounds like a very bad idea now that I'm voicing it out loud, but I don't know how useful I am right here. I don't think we should split up because something might happen. I thought we destroyed the cloning chamber. I don't know how more of us keep getting made, but something else is happening here that we're not aware of and we've just got to keep eyes on each other. I've got to make this bomb, but I don't want to set off a bomb here if the boys are stuck somewhere. No, that's true. Okay, so are we just trying to find the boys and we'll deal with the bomb when we're all back together? I guess. I think so. I mean, I'm hearing like Tass in my head telling me that I need to focus on what we need to do. But at the same time, I can also hear Tass saying, no, 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 don't leave me to blow up. So I think we should try and find them. And I'm going to go to my workshop to see if there's a way that I can track them in this place. Okay. How long is that going to take? I don't know. I have no idea. But I'll, I'll, I'll start putting something together. And if I think that it's working, we continue on that direction. And if I can't figure it out, we'll do something else. But I think just walking around is not helping us right now. Okay, go. And I'm going to go to my workshop. And what exactly are you trying to build? Essentially make a clone detector. So as we're going through this place and we find somebody, we can know whether or not it's the real boy. And know, <laughs> know that we're good because otherwise we're just going to constantly being like, well, did we find them? Are we good to switch to bomb mode? So, yes. Absolutely. How? Like, what are you... Science, Rev. (laughs) Yeah, like, what are you detecting? Are you, like, using part of a dead clone to have it feel out that kind of material? Are you trying to, like, I just, I personally want to know, how does this work? Yeah, they look like us, but obviously there is something different because it mutates the moment it comes into contact with itself. Yeah. So, essentially, instead of needing two real-life clones to then activate, we know that a huddle can absorb a regular clone. So if I take part of what was a huddle and incorporate that genetic material into a detector device that when we find somebody, if they touch that, we'll know for sure if they're a clone or not. Okay, so to build this clone detector using some scrapings of the stuff on your boots and pants, what is your tech score? I have a plus two to tech. A two, okay. Um, Roll a six-sided die. Three. Okay, not bad. So we're going to minus two because if you're plus two in tech, it's going to take you 10 minutes to make this. All right. Yeah, I'm just focusing down and collecting the sample off the side of my uh, coveralls and building a little detector. Okay. In this 10 minutes, is it possible for me to take a moment with Carrington? Yeah. What are you doing to kind of comfort yourself with Carrington? I think I'm just talking to her about Earth. I'm just trying to think about when we get to leave here, talking about Chicago and talking about Strom and how much I miss her and how much how much I miss where I'm from. Yeah. So as you're talking to her, remove one stress and you also get to refill your heart shield. Yay. So I have like a I have two armor against future stress. Yeah. Tass, you have come up into a hallway. In front of you is a curved wall, and behind you is a hallway that runs a little distance away and turns to your left. And you are familiar with what the rotation panel looks like. You see it just a little bit in front of where you have come out of the ground. Oh, okay. Hello? Hello? Anybody? I think you also see on the wall of that hallway... In chalk, it says immortal eggs with an arrow to the room in my handwriting. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna move down that hall then. You walk down that hallway and turn the corner and this room is a mess. You see some large glass containers. Some of them are broken. 
and some of them are holding immortal eggs. There's a computer in the corner of the room, and it has a number of life sign readouts on it. And you peer at the screen, and it seems like the two remaining immortal eggs were getting ready to hatch, but they were put into a medically induced sleep to slow that process. Uh, but one of the readouts on the screen is of their heartbeat. And it tells you that over the past 15 minutes, their BPM has increased 17%. And below that is a flashing indicator that reads, Sedative Reserves Depleted. The Crit Show is a Crit Show Studios production, edited and produced by Brandon Wentz with music by Jake Purley. You can find more information about us at thecritshowpodcast.com. To keep up to date with upcoming live shows, contests, and other special events, follow us at The Crit Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For even more weekly content, join us at patreon.com slash thecritshow. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Where am I? Welcome to Desert Skies, Traveler. Your journey through the physical plane has come to an end. I am the attendant. My colleague here is the mechanic. Yo. This is your last stop on your way to the great beyond. It's our job to make sure you're prepared for the ride. Now... Before hitting the road, we have an impressive selection of over 34 varieties of microwavable burritos. Um, what, what, what's going on? There's gotta be a better afterlife than this. I mean, come on! Uh, that's offensive. Something seems to be wrong with me. You left something major undone. I have a life outside of this gas station, you know. You quite literally do not. Any hobbies? Nope. Ever travel? No nope. love interest? Are you kidding? Oh my god. You're like the human version of a plain bagel. Cash register. How can I help you, attendant? Play some music? You got it. It's kind of funny, though. What I needed wasn't back there. It was here, waiting for me. I wonder what it feels like, Mac, to miss the physical plane, the people you left behind. You know, I had a wife who died three years ago. Wish I could go back. No, you don't need to go back. You just need to be here. And a new traveler approaches. Ready, team? Ready. Good. Let's do this. Find Desert Skies wherever you listen to podcasts.